Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. So today on the Focus on Why podcast, I'm joined by Nick James. Nick, welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one because the events industry has been through some tough times this year. And I just want to talk to you about how Expert Empires has done this year and how it all has all come about. Lots of things. But the first thing I want to go into is what is it you do? Um, Yeah, I'll I'll try and keep it nice and brief. So um, I have two companies, uh, Expert Empires, which is my kind of best known uh, venture. We run big events in the UK, in London, um, featuring well-known speakers such as Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardone, Lord Sugar, etc., etc. loads of others we've had, Lewis Howes, David Goggins. Um, so that's kind of like what I'm best known for, if you like. In many respects, that's the marketing part. That's the bit that everyone sees. The bit that most people don't see is really the, the core business is our mastermind programs, which uh, which have been created to support coaches, consultants, speakers, trainers, authors, experts on the growth journey of their business. Uh, and then my other company is called Elite Closing Academy, which is a sales and closing training company. So why did you start this business? I suppose in order to answer that best, I've probably got to go quite a long way back. Um, so I started my first business in 2008, um, which I suppose was like the first version of what I do now um, but it looked very different to what I do now um, and so my first business was I'd been working for an NLP training company uh, in sales and I've done some speaking for them as well um, and I decided to go out on my own and set up a business um, doing marketing services really for NLPers and coaches so I guess the question is why did I start that business and to be honest at the time, it seemed like the best idea for starting a business. It was, you know, serving in a, an industry, a community that I already knew because I'd been working for an NLP training company before. It was something that I felt I was quite good at. I'd learned about sales and marketing in that, in that industry. And actually, main reason, I uh, this was 2008, Getting into 2009, my um, my fiance, who's now my wife, was pregnant with our first kid, and I needed to make some more money. Um, so you know the, the the vision or the the reason why to start with, you know, I didn't have any grand visions or ambitions of of changing the world. It was practically I needed to earn uh, a certain amount of money to pay for the wedding which we'd got uh, booked, and you know, obviously the. Uh, new arrival was was going to increase the need for income so that was actually the reason i started the business in the first place purely selfish reasons you might say but you know i think that's okay since then the you know it's been a, a long road with lots of bumps in it and changes but the reason i started expert empires which is our main venture really was i guess it was born out of a frustration in our industry that you know, a lot of people that are listening to this have probably attended a lot of different events. And I felt that the events industry had become, I don't know, like a little bit dirty in some respects in that like it was all um, free and low cost to get to an event. 
and it's just sell, 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 and there's no value there. And, and I wanted to change that. And so Expert Empires really was created um, from a place of desire to change that and to create something that really added value and supports. Um, and, uh, yeah, we started that. The business started in 2015 with some small events, and then our kind of big first show, if you like, was early 2017 with Gary Vaynerchuk. So let me just take you back to the pre-NLP days. How did you get into personal development and, and, and understanding NLP? Yeah, I mean, I, I was very, very fortunate. My mum, I would say, dragged me along, but actually the truth is um, gave me the opportunity to uh, go along to a Tony Robbins seminar in uh, 1994. I was 12. And... Uh, yeah, it, it was in Hawaii. And so I thought I'd take some time off school. I figured Hawaii sounds pretty cool rather than staying at my nan's in Birmingham. It seemed like a great idea. Wasn't really sure what I was getting myself into, but that was my first exposure. That was my first, um, the first experience I had really of any kind of personal development and, and absolutely loved it, you know, um, loved the people, the environment, the energy. And uh, yeah, it caused me to, caused me to think, you know what, I'd, I'd love to um, spend more time in this kind of environment and, you know, even have a career in this environment, which is how I ended up working in the in the NLP company here in the UK. And why was your mum there? So she was, um, see, no one's ever asked me this before. I love it. Um, so she worked for uh, a big company. She was the HR director and one of her team had um, read one of Tony Robbins' books and changed his life. And he's gone to, you know, like Tony Robbins is coming to the UK. You've, you've got to come to this event and we should all go as a team. It will be amazing for our development. Um, and she was not convinced at all, but he kind of grinded her down a little bit uh, and got her to agree to it. And they, they put the company budget into sending, I think, six of them on this seminar. And, you know, for her, it was, it was a huge... Uh, huge turning point and so you know she made a lot of changes in her life um, and enrolled in going to many more uh, seminars and stuff all over the world with with Tony and and then invited me to go along so yeah it, it often I often think to myself if that guy hadn't read that book and hadn't you know it, it's kind of crazy when you really stop and think about it I go I don't know how he got to find out about that book but something happened. And he will never know now what's been created as a result of that action. But, you know, because he he was persistent and he uh, insisted that, that the company invest in him and my mum and their team going on, on this training, you know, it opened this door to this world to me as well. It is strange, isn't it? Chain of events and then how things happen. And, and you just think if one of those didn't happen, would I be on this course in life? Well, and you know what? It's, it is kind of like a sliding doors moment, if you like, in some respects. But I've, I've shared this on a couple of occasions before, that story, more, more with you know, friends and, and colleagues and stuff. And, and I think the, the response I often get is, yeah, but like this was just meant to be. And if it hadn't been that guy and that book and that Tony Robbins event, it would have happened some other way. Um, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how, how much I believe in that. But, you know, what I do know is I'm, I'm incredibly grateful 
that I got the opportunity at such a young age. I know I remember my entire childhood through my teenage years, people saying to me, you don't know how lucky you are. And I wish that I'd been around, you know, this kind of environment, around these kind of people, around learning this kind of stuff as a kid. Um, and I don't think I really understood then how right they were. Um, you know, and now, I'm, now I've grown up and I've got a business and I've got kids of my own. And now I realise, I think, how lucky I really was. So you must have been learning things and, and reading information at that sort of in your in your teens. Did did you sort of persuade anybody else around you to do the same or did you just keep it quiet? Well, what, what's interesting is I think I did, I made the critical mistake most people make when they, you know, enter a new world of whether, whether by the way, Amy, I know that you invest in property or, um, you know, or, or whether you, you know, have attended personal development kind of events, that kind of thing. The, 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 the mistake, the classic mistake everyone makes, and I was the biggest, um, probably, you know, the most guilty person of this was you get so excited that you go back to all your friends and your family and tell them, you know, you should quit your job and start investing in property because it's the way or, you know, or like, you know, you've got to, make these lifestyle choices and health choices and all this stuff. So I was an absolute idiot. Went back to all my friends in my teens telling them, you should do this and you should do that. And of course they thought I was an absolute dick. And you know what? They were right. Because I, I, I suppose as I've uh, grown up a little bit and uh, not completely a little bit and realized um, that that isn't the most smart, it's not the smartest way to, you know, to if you want to serve, support, influence People, the best way to do that is by example, not by telling. And so, you know, I think I didn't do that to begin with. And then as I've got older, um, you know, and I've started uh, numerous businesses and, and had you know, a relative amount of success, I guess, um, you know, now I've had people that I grew up with, friends, etc., who have come to me and gone, tell me, like, how have you done what you've done? And, you know, they've, uh, many of the people that are now part of our team that work with me and work for me in the, in our companies are people that I grew up with that I know really well, that, that are friends and, you know, almost family um, in some ways. So I think, you know, I think actually the best way to, to um, inspire and I guess try and encourage people to take a different path is to be an example. I'm so with you. I've got that T-shirt of being very excited of going into personal development seminars or in property, whatever the thing was at the time, coming back, speaking to the family and literally preaching and ramming it down their throat so much so that I had to back right off. So I totally get where you're coming from. I say it with no judgment because I did it. And so I know the mistake and I've seen other people do it. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the smartest move. But I think you've got to experience that like push back from people that are like not ready, then then you get it. You go, okay, maybe there's a, a more tactful way to do this. Absolutely. And I think a podcast is a great way because you can just get people who just having a chat, just talk about it and share the mistakes that we've all made. You know, that's that's the whole point. By the way, the reason, the reason podcasts are great as well is because like it's accessible to anybody. They can download it for free. They don't need to opt in. They don't need to buy anything. And so, you know, Friends, family, people that, that might be vaguely interested in what you do, Amy, can download your podcast and have a listen. And same reason why I started my podcast earlier this year. Um, you know, and, and actually, I've had people comment on that who didn't really know what I did before then, but now they do because it was more accessible to them. 
it's brilliant it's a great medium i don't need to to sell that to you but it what it does do is you're so busy focusing on putting information out you forget about how much is going to come back at you and i get so many messages every day saying just listen to this particular episode it was amazing and it's just so fantastic to hear other people's responses to them something you said earlier about it being a practical reason for setting up the company and you didn't have visions to change the world. Do you have visions to change the world now? Yeah, I think, I think as, um, as the businesses have progressed, my vision has become bigger. Um, it's funny. I think, you know, a lot, a lot of people start a business with huge visions and actually, if I'm being critical, um, they're almost a little too big in their thinking and, and it's so far away from their reality that it, it fails to materialize. And I think for me, I've, I've, you know, from that start point, literally, I just wanted to put food on the table um, to start off with. And then, of course, as the business grew, it, the, the purpose, the vision of it grew more. And, you know, I, I suppose now, today, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate and very blessed and very grateful that, you know, I'm in a position where um, financially, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very, like I said, very blessed, very lucky. Um, so it's not about, like, putting food on the table anymore. Um, now, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I, there's a number, by the way, I'm very flawed and there's a number of things I'm rubbish at. Let's just get that out of the way. But the, there's also, you know, some things that I'm very good at. Um, and I'm very good at the strategizing of how you grow a business, of the plan for marketing and selling products and services, specifically if you're in the space of helping people and, and helping people transform, get better results. Uh, if you're in the expert space, as I call it, I'm pretty good at that. And so, you know, I, I feel like the the reason I do what I do now and, and the, the vision for it really is there are, the way that I often talk about it is there are people who are brilliant at helping others become healthy and fit. There are people that are brilliant at helping others become wealthy through property investing. There are people that are brilliant at helping people overcome challenges in their relationships or with their mental health. And I actually don't have that much knowledge, experience, expertise in any of those areas. That's not where I'm world-class. But what I'm really good at is helping those people to spread their message and reach more people and get rewarded for it. And so you know, the way I see it is if I can, over the course of, you know, last year we had, uh, I think, three, three and a half thousand people come through our live events. And, you know, if each one of those um, can, over the course of the year, support help on average 100 people then I, I you know i've made a a massive impact the ripple effect if you like of the work we do here is is massive um and helping people are making a difference in a way that i can't directly so it's kind of the indirect effect of us doing what we do um and you know and that said i've got uh, you know a huge vision for what we're creating here and, and the size of business I want to create. And it's not only about clients and, and the knock-on effect of their work, but also the team that I've built and I'm continuing to build here. You know, I think one of the one of the, the, the things that we do best or one of the ways that we serve people best is actually by giving them opportunities to join. I love creating more opportunities for people. And we're, we're hiring, you know, right now we're hiring for, we've got two new people starting in the next couple of weeks and we've got another three hiring opportunities available in the business. And that's five people that right now in the current economy, let's face it, you know, 
I think unemployment's the only going in one direction. And I think it's pretty cool that we're creating opportunities for people not just to make a living, but also to be in an environment that's supportive, inspiring, um, and that, that helps them to develop as people. And at what point did you know that you were going to be a supporter of others? Yeah, I, th- I think that that's I think that's probably from even before I, I worked for the NLP training company. I, I was at university um, and didn't really like like it very much, to be honest. Um, and I, I had I, I had visions and ideas of. Do, of having a career in the industry that I'd grown up in, in personal development. But, you know, I was a kid, so I'm going like, well, you know, I can't really just set up a business and start teaching personal development stuff because who's going to listen? So I actually set my first, first business. I don't often talk about. It was um, uh, basically uh, I set up a business as a youth coach. So I thought, well, no one's really going to listen to some, you know, 20-year-old kid on how to have a better life, but maybe – 14, 15-year-old kids will. So uh, so I set up my first business as a youth coach So I, I, you know, to coach uh, teenagers who might be going through a tough time and maybe under pressure with exams and all that sort of stuff. I thought I can take what I know and coach that. I didn't know anything about marketing, though, or sales. So I failed dismally. I got one client um, who was actually a referral intrusion from my mum. So you know, I didn't um, really know what I was doing. But I, I think from then, I felt that I wanted to be in this industry and not not just work for another company but do it myself but I actually had to go and work for another company to learn how to run a business and I I think that that was I learned more in I always say I learned more in three weeks working for a small entrepreneurial business than I did in three years of university studying business Um, because I think you know then you really get up close and personal um, and see all the mistakes and the and the what works and what doesn't up up close and you mentioned about the current company being born out of frustration of the events industry. What is it you really see as the, the, the actual sort of gold standard that you're wanting to achieve or are achieving right now? Yeah, great question. I think, you know, I've got to, I've got to give a shout out. The, the inspiration behind Expert Empires as an event, which I suppose is the thing that people see most, was actually, you know, I've been going to... Um, events and seminars and trainings in the US for many, many years. Started off at 12 years of age at a Tony Robbins seminar and more recently, um, you know, uh, events like Traffic and Conversion Summit with Ryan Dice from Digital Marketer, which, you know, for me, that like the value um, and the, you know, what they've created there is amazing. And so, you know, having attended that for a number of years and spent a lot of money doing it, I was like, you know what? No one's doing this in the UK. Why not? So, yeah, the decision was Expert Empires effectively, in, in the first instance, was was really modelled on uh, what Ryan and the team at Digital Marketer have created in Traffic and Conversion Summit. And and actually now it's pretty cool that how it comes full circle that um, I'm speaking at Traffic and Conversion Summit in December um, and – that, that company is actually a client of the Elite Closing Academy, my other company. So we do sales consulting and service providing for that company, which is cool how it all works out, really. So, um, yeah, that, that I think that's the gold standard. I think they've, they've got a great event there. And, you know, if you look at, like, what Tony Robbins does with his events, I think, you know, he's um, even, especially recently in lockdown, you know, I think he had 
23,000 people at a virtual UPW event, Unleash the Power Within event. And I think, you know what, like that is impressive how he's innovated in the current climate. And, uh, you know, we've, we've attempted to do the same. We're running our events online. We're, we're kind of getting back to running some small live workshops and hybrid online event as well. Is um, yeah, I, th- I think you know there are there are some great examples out there. I just felt to answer your question, the the UK events business had had got into what I felt a bit of a bit of a bad place really, um, and I wanted to change that. And actually, what's cool is now there's quite a lot of let's just say fairly similar um, events to Expert Empires popping up, and I love that. I, I think that's a good thing. So you talk about transformation, and you talk about what you're creating for your clients. How does it feel to see them go through those transformations? Yeah, I mean, look, the 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 greatest buzz, and it is is when you know somebody who's in our mastermind program will post in. We've got a private Facebook group, and they'll post. Sometimes, you know what? It's the smallest thing, but it means a lot to that person. So it will be, you know, like they've just managed to get their first ever paying client, and I'm like. They are so excited, almost like I remember what that was like for me. Um, and they have no idea how hard it's still going to be going forward, but they're excited, and I love that. Um, you know, when you think when you've got your first paying client, you think you've cracked it, or that, at least that's what I felt. Um, but also, you know, you've got people that are doing big things that are, that are building massive communities, and, and I, I love to see that as well. And, and actually, what I realize is it's never it's not really about I've made this much money, but I do believe money is a measure or a, a way to measure the value that you're creating. And the fact is, if you've got a seven-figure business running events and, and delivering coaching and helping people, well, you got, you're helping a lot of people. You're making a big impact if you've got a seven-figure business. And if you're making you know, a few grand here or there, you're making a smaller impact. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I, I do think that, the, the sales, the revenue, the income that your business brings in some way is a way to measure the value you're creating and the impact you're making. And how has your purpose or your why evolved over the last few years? Yeah, I, again, I think, you know, when I first started Expert Empires, it was, um, it was really about the events industry. And actually, um, I suppose... More recently, but but even over the last couple of years, our organisation has become less about the events um, and more about supporting clients and helping them grow their business through our mastermind program. So, um, you know, th- these people are working with us for twelve months at least. Many go to two years, three years, and beyond, and join lifetime membership, but. Um, you know that they're they're in for the long haul. They're investing significant sums of money, and you know I built a team of we're um, seventeen people, and I'd say we're hiring a few more. So we're we'll be you know, twenty plus people in our team, and and the reason for that that team existing is really to support the mastermind program more than anything. I mean, yes, of course, some of it is marketing and sales for expert empires and that kind of thing, but actually, I'd say eighty percent of the work we do is in and around mastermind um and so yeah i feel like that's more the focus now probably when i started the business it was events focused and it still is um to be honest but i think there's more focus now on mastermind and on 
supporting our high-level clients in the best possible way. And for you, what are the benefits of being in a mastermind? Yeah, well, I'm actually part of two mastermind groups, um, which I've got to be honest, I think is important. Like, you know, if if that's the, I suppose it's the, you know, the cornerstone of our business um, and I daily bang on uh, at people about how important it is to join a mastermind. And of course, part of my job is to encourage people to in, invest in ads. Like, I think if I'm going to do that congruently, then I should be walking my talk and, and invest in myself. So yeah, I'm part of two mastermind programs, um, which have, have been hugely valuable to me. One, one I've been in for a number of years. I've joined in 2014. I'm still a member now, six years later. Um, and that, uh, when I joined it, I was probably by some distance the smallest business in the room uh, and definitely had a bit of imposter syndrome on, uh, going going on and stuff. Um, but, you know, now over the last six years, I feel like I've got to stage where I kind of hold my own and there's still people in that in that program who are, um, you know, have a bigger business than me. But I feel like they've, because I'm around people that are playing a bigger game, it inspires me and, of course, educates me to, to do the same. And, you know, it, it's cool now that the people that have joined that I can support as well to, to, to grow and develop their businesses. And, and actually the other one, so that, that's UK based. Um, and we meet up in person. The, the other one's actually an online inter, there's, there's people in that group who are Australia, US, all over in the other one. And, and they're, they're actually less, they're not all in the events business as such or, or the expert business. They're all kinds of companies, which is quite cool actually, because a lot of what I learned there is not about our industry. And that's good because I can, you know, I can map across some of the lessons they're having in their industries across to ours. And it's interesting that you say you suffer from imposter syndrome. I think we all do at some points, but how do you sort of focus on your own journey and your own business? I think, I think if you're not suffering with imposter syndrome, you're probably not putting yourself around the right people. Like, you know, I think if you want to play a bigger game, you should surround yourself with people that are playing a bigger game. Um, now, that said, I do think um, there is... I think there's something to be said for for me, a well-rounded peer group. Um, I talk about three three kind of types of peer group that you want to create. You've got mentors, people who you know are playing a bigger game. You aspire to you know um, reach some of the heights they've reached in some area. You've got mentees, and I think it's helpful and powerful that when you've had some success in some area, that you've got a duty to. And pass on that wisdom and that experience to others. Um, and by the way, that doesn't necessarily have to be formally they pay you for mentoring. It's just have people around you that you can support and inspire. Um, and then you've got what I call mastermind, which is people who are at a similar level to you and you can have some healthy competition with um, and a bit of banter with and you can partner with one another and support each other on the journey together. And I actually think a well-rounded peer group means you've got all three. And I do think that some people probably have it um there's a lot of common mistakes but i think some people only have mentee type people around them they don't have anybody to aspire to be like and then other people i think conventional wisdom in our industry is you've got to surround yourself with people that are playing a bigger game um but i actually don't think that on its own is necessarily that helpful either so i think it's it's useful to have a well-rounded peer group that has all three types of people in it and you mentioned about the being less about the events. How do you see the events industry evolving going forward? Do you see them being more hybrid? 
Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Funnily enough, I had somebody ask me this question this morning because um, I was running a session here here at our office for a, a small group of people. Um, they asked me this question. They were like, you know, do you see it now as it'll all be online? And I think that, look, I mean, the events industry, I felt pre-COVID was getting sat- pretty saturated anyway in that, you know, there was lots of events, all very similar it was getting harder and harder to um, get bums on seats, to get people in the room because there were so many events happening all the time and they're all advertising on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. So it was actually getting more and more difficult anyway. Um, so more and more people were moving their events online anyway. So I do think that online events are now getting um, – that market has kind of become quite saturated as well. There's a lot of people I think that are – I want to say I don't want to say overreacting, but they're they're kind of going. We're never going to do live events again. Now it's all online. I'm like, look, it's never that clean cut. So um, I intend to. Um, we are clearly we've done more online over the last six months than we've ever done before. Um, I intend to continue to do some events online, probably for the foreseeable future, if not forever. And I do intend to get back to doing live events as well. And my hope actually is that everybody sticks online and no one starts doing live events again because in that case the competition drops through the floor and then you know there's there's a lot less saturation in the market which has got to be a good thing for people like me so i'm kind of okay with everybody saying that the world's changed and that everything's now going to be online because i think for those of us who will still do offline live in-person events Um, there'll be less competition. But I think there's always going to be a need, a desire for people to connect and meet in person. Um, Already we're feeling that, you know, in our world, in our client base, half the people are going, just let me out to an event. I can't wait to see people again. The other half people are saying, absolutely not. You know, I don't think we should. Um, You know, I think we should all stay um, effectively locked down for the time being. I'm not here to judge that whatever you believe that's cool um there's a bunch of people in the middle as well so i think there's always going to be i believe there will always be a market for live events um and i think now more than ever there's more of a market for online too yeah absolutely and in your evolution of what you've been doing with a mastermind have how do you put a different spin because there are lots of masterminds around what do you do differently yeah um well great question i I think Again, I've been doing masterminds for many, many years, and I suppose um, I've learned. I think I launched my first mastermind in 2011, something like that. Um, and so, you know, I've been doing it for nine years, and I'll be the first to admit that when I started doing mastermind, didn't really know what I was doing. It seemed like a good idea. I'd seen other people do it. I made it up as I went along. And to start off with, it was pretty standard group program. We, we meet once a month. You come, we meet, that's it. Thanks for coming. See you next month. Um, and, you know, over the last nine years, I've evolved and developed it and tweaked it. So, you know, now for a start, everyone who joins our program gets one-to-one coaching as well. Um, so I've got a team of coaches that deliver that. Um, there's online opportunities to connect as well as in person. Um, we have lots of online content and resources. Um, they have access to my team of marketing people, of sales experts, of, you know, customer service people, everyone that works in my business is available to mastermind members to get advice and support on their area of expertise individually. So, you know, I think, I think we've built out something that's more than just your traditional mastermind program in the same way 
that I looked at a lot of masterminds that are out there and went, they all look the same. What can I do that's different? Um, and I did the same thing with Expert Empire. So I went, all the events that are out there today, free to attend, lots of selling. What can I do that's different? And I went, well, we'll make it two days. You have to pay to come, significant amount of money. We're going to bring some of the best speakers in from all over the world. And it's going to be mostly content with very little selling. So, you know, we just disrupted the market a little bit, I guess. And I'm just looking at the timeline. And you said that you set up a business in 2008. And that was when you had your first spawn on the way. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He was born in 2009. Okay. So coming up to the same age that you were when you went to see Tony Robbins, what is it you're going to do to impact him just like your mum did for you? Yeah, well, well, a few things already and then a few things going going forward. So f- first of all, um, and again, uh, I'll probably get judged for this, but um, I think everyone's entitled to make their own choices. So um, my oldest, Zach, I've got two kids, Zach, who's 11, and Ty, uh, who's seven. Um, and my oldest has been to every Expert Empires event that we've run. Um, and I think we're on eight now over the last few years. So, you know, he's been at those events and he's, you know, he's experienced it firsthand and he's met some incredible people. Um, and of course, you know, one of the perks of being my son is that he gets to go backstage and meet the speakers and all that kind of cool stuff. Um, so there's that. Uh, I think uh, and my youngest has started to come to those as well. But, you know, he was um, very, very young when we started doing Expert Empires events. Uh, too young to, to come along. But, um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, also... You know, for, for both of them, they've had... So, for example, I'm always on the lookout for people that are doing anything alternative in terms of education for kids. So, you know, we both know Rob Moore. Um, Rob was doing, through lockdown, um, a series of uh, trainings online for kids who are being homeschooled, um, which all kids in the UK were at one point. So... Um, he was doing like lessons on money and entrepreneurship and mindset for kids. And I'm like, look, I'm his dad. So he's probably not going to listen to me. But if I can find somebody else who, you know, he might want to listen to that's not me, then that's going to give us a better chance probably. So so I, I enrolled Zach on Rob's training. He, he was going through that. Like I think Rob was doing them three times a week. He was on that. Also, you know, I'm always on the lookout for other other trainings and events. Um, this was years ago now, but one of our masterminders was running personal development events for kids. So I took took my kids along to that. So I think, you know, I'm I'm all for them getting the opportunities that I had um, to be around alternative education. But I'm also not going to ram it down their throats. I'm not going to make them do it. And I think that way you give them choice. And I think it's way better for them to. Uh, choose to spend time uh, learning something than me forcing it upon them. So, yeah, I think, you know, I was always in choice. Yeah, my mum gave me the choice and I, I made the choice to go along to Tony Robbins seminars and read certain books. Um, and I think that was that was great for me. And I think, you know, it's fair for them to have the same choices and not have anything forced upon them. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're very, you know, um, Zach in particular, who's 11, you know, he's very open-minded and, um, because of course, you know, he's met Lewis Howes and David Goggins and Grant Cardone and Gary V. Like he follows them all. I mean, look, he's an eleven year old kid, right? So they're all on YouTube and Instagram and you know, he follows them all. So in in effect, just because he's had the opportunity to even know who these people are, he follows them and he you know, if you follow any of those kind of people, they get 
regular like updates on Instagram and quotes and images and stuff like that, which are going to inspire. So I think that's, you know, it's, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a good way of doing it rather than forcing it really. I think it's just having that awareness, isn't it? It's just knowing that there is this alternative way of living out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's not to make anyone's choices wrong. It's like, look, there's, there's, a, there's choices to be made, whether you want to um, go and get a job working in a certain industry, whether you want to go through school and university, or you want to leave school at 16 and go do your own thing. Um, the, the, we've all got choices. And, I don't think it's about making one choice right and one choice wrong. It's about having the opportunity to see the choices that are available to you and then make the one that's right for you. Um, you know, like I said, my son's 11. He wants to be a professional footballer, right? He, you know, he's 11. That's what he wants to do. And, and I'm not going to tell him that he can't. I'm going to say, look, you work really hard and you do what you want to do. But be, And by the way, I, I'm very clear. I say, look, if you want to be a professional footballer, you are going to have to work 10 times harder than anybody else if you're going to achieve that, because all kids or a lot of kids your age want that and a very small percentage are going to make it. So it's going to come down to how hard you work, which means sometimes you've got to make choices like I'm going to not do something and do this instead. And every time you make a choice, just ask yourself, is that choice going to help you or not? Um, and at the same time, you know, he's already, you know, he already says, he goes, or if not, you know, I want to do what you do and all that, which is cool. But you know what? He's 11. So, but I think, I went to university. I'm not going to make my kids go to university, but if they want to go to university, they can go to university. Um, if they don't, if they want to start a business, they'll, they'll have my blessing, my backing. I'm, I'm not going to make them do anything they don't want to do. My job, I think, is to give them the education so that they can make an informed choice. I think where, you know, and a lot of people just aren't even aware of the opportunities and choices that are, could be available to them. So my job is just to give them, give them a, an idea of what choices are available. Absolutely. And that's, that's the only thing you can do is, is to give them opportunities. Have you seen the documentary, The Last Dance? It's on Netflix at the moment and it's Michael Jordan's story. Yes, loved it. Absolutely loved every minute of it. It was amazing. I was glued to it. Yeah, we watched that as a family. So my kids are a bit older. They're 17 and 15. And absolutely unbelievable just to see i can't imagine what would happen now if you had all of the social media attention as well as what he had then yeah no i mean i, I thought it was amazing and actually i did tell zach about it and i said you should watch this and he's not into basketball but um I, the reason i wanted to watch it actually is so that he gets he says he wants to be a professional footballer it's like actually understand what it would take to be that level um, because, you know, Jordan was obsessed, absolutely obsessed, which is why he became the greatest ever at his sport. And if you looked at the greatest ever in football or tennis or, or golf or anything, you'd see the same. You'd see absolute obsession. And, um, yeah, I think it's important. I think as well, social media is amazing because it, it gives, you know, kids uh, access to see how their heroes live but also it actually makes it more in, in a way it makes it almost too accessible. So it seems like that's real and it's possible for anybody, which is great, but also it doesn't show you what did they have to do through their childhood? What did, what choices do they make? What sacrifices do they have to make to get to where they are? And I don't think everybody sees that. 
The other documentary is the film of uh, Bolt with Usain Bolt. Have you seen that film? but love you so definitely need to watch it oh yeah it's it's really good because he he really struggles you know getting up and doing all the stuff he was really quite sort of lazy in some respects but when you see the amount he trained it's just unbelievable so yeah I, I mean I love the sporting analogies with business I think it is it's just such a powerful way to to translate what is required to get the results so how would people get in touch with you Nick yeah sure so um I'd say of all social platforms, Facebook is probably my primary. So um, you can go and join our free Facebook group community. Uh, it's called Expert Empires Community. So just search for it in the Facebook search bar. Um, also, my page on Facebook is called Nick James Expert Empires. So you can follow there. Um, and actually, the main way that they can find out more, listen to my podcast, which is makes sense for me to say that because they're listening to your podcast here so um the podcast is called empire builders with nick james so search that on apple spotify stitcher um google then you can subscribe and listen to more on the empire builders podcast go for it fantastic and i just want to say thank you so much for your time this afternoon it's been really really good hearing your why behind what you do have you got some final words for the audience please right, look, i think i have to give the final words that i finish every video and every event on because really is my core philosophy on business um you know i think people get they get tied up or they get obsessed with you know um the latest fad or tactic or thing that's going to grow their business and my stock phrase which you might have heard me say before if you've watched in my videos or listened to my podcast is this the more you connect the more you collect okay that's it for today thank you so much for listening to empire builders please subscribe leave us a review on apple on spotify on other platforms and uh, share the love tell your friends remember till next time the more you connect the more you collect